Hold on to your butt. I'm quite surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Whoa, it's us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to be. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Stay woke, folks. That's all I got to say. Stay woke. I love this song. It's so good. I'm still in Troy. Welcome to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. Still in Troy. I found this album on vinyl. I found a clean version of this song. See? Clean version. This on vinyl with the quadraphonic effect going on, the four speakers. Oh, it's so good. This one and Zombies are oh, both. Yeah. They, <laughs> clean version. Uh, like the feeling you get when you really sink into a song, this song does and a few others on the album, where you, it's like warm. Like it's not a just an auditory sensation. Like it affects the whole body. You feel the bass and the yeah. smooth tones of the synths and... And it harkens back to all the music I love. Every time I hear this song, I'm left with a single question. Yeah? Is peanut butter, chocolate cake, and Kool-Aid good together? You know, I can't have I can't have nuts. Right. It, that, it sounds really sweet to me. It is good. It's good? Yeah, it's a lot better than peanut butter logic's peanut butter logic spread on a bed of lies. Oh, well, a lot better than that. That's Prince. You're right, you're right. But, uh... What about pretzel body logic? <laughs> well, that's a whole other type of song. Whole other type of song. I love that one, too. I like that type of logic. <sighs> good memories. You know, it's amazing how that can make you feel good. Pretzel, it's amazing. Pretzel body logic? Pretzel body logic. Yeah. Uh, I don't feel good today, Joey. You know why? I why? made a huge mistake. In what way? You see that I, I came in, I was wearing a vest. Yeah. I realized I read my daily calendar's inspirational quote wrong. What it really said was, be the best you can be. Yeah. And I thought it meant, be the best you can be. Yeah, you, you gotta I've be messed, careful to read your B's, man. I've messed it up. Did you confuse your B's with your V's again? It was very early this morning, and you know, I'm a B man. But in the morning, I'm a V man. In other news, this is just something. I, like, stay woke, folks. And in general, I'm worried. I'll just let it out. I'm worried that the internet, in one way or another, is going to be regulated in this last bastion. Now, I'm not regulated in like some sensible little manner. No, it is going to have some idiots that don't even understand what they're talking about come in, namely members of Congress. Like, for instance, what was that asshat's name from Florida? Not Florida. There are plenty of assets in Florida. From Texas. No, 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 no. Not Texas, but there are plenty of asset congressmen from Texas. Steve King from Iowa. He was complaining to the 
Google CEO last week. <laughs> oh, yes. About the, an iPhone. And uh, Ajit Pai, I think it's the Google CEO's name. No, Ajit Pai is the chairman of the FCC. Is that the... Oh, I'm mixing my stories I just read. <laughs> He's the crooked guy in the FCC. Right. Well, they're all crooked, Troy. They're all crooked. <clears throat> Whether they're good guys or bad guys for a given cause, they're all crooked. They have to be. But anyway... Every the, time uh, I'm crooked, it's not a good day. Well, depends. Anyway. Grading on we'll, the we'll get. We'll bring back the V's and the B's okay. here in a second. Okay. But... Anyway, the guy who's uh, the head of Google, Mr. Uh, Congressman, you big moron, we don't make the iPhone. But this is what I'm tired of. It's Patrick Lee uh, talking to Mr. Zuckerberg. Uh, Can you tell me where these memes came from? That uh, sounds like Reagan from Futurama. Do you, do you now, Mr. Senator Leahy? I want to get this straight. Are you talking about memes that are like these memes you have displayed here in your like cardboard cutout? Like no, not not like I, I'm looking for these exact four memes <laughs> that were shared on this uh, like racist page here. I, who, who put these out? Well, sir, we have billions of memes that pass through our site every day. My point is, I just what I'm reading today, whether it's from the cultural point of view or the partisan point of view, like, we want to make sure that conservative voices get heard just as much as other voices on the book of faces. Well, on Google search results. I mean, there might be bias in Google search results. There might be bias on Twitter, bias on Facebook. Sure. And we can talk about that. But when it's members of Congress talking about it, they're not just up there talking about it. No. It's kind of like the whole uh, Tipper Gore and the PMRC wanting to censor music, like indecent music. And then they step back. We're like, well, we'll just have a parental advisory. And like they're pulling Zappa and Dee Snyder in front of him. He's like, sir, we're not suggesting regulation. That's one exchange with Zappa. And he's like, then why are we here? What, y'all just hang out and talk? Like, we're not having this hearing as a big threat, essentially, to everybody in the industry? That's exactly what it is, but we're not going to tell you that. And that's exactly what they're doing with Facebook, with Google, with Twitter, all the major social media companies. And also, I think there are people that want to... The net neutrality debate's a big one, because people don't even agree on what the policy is what net neutrality is. But the rules that were repealed by Ajit Pai uh, last year. Crook. Mm-hmm. Well, no, tell your, in, your experience of your parents here. They made anti-net neutrality comments on FCC's website. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. They had their identity stolen. Mm. At least my mom did, for sure. That's crazy. And there's a website you can go to now and look and see if you made an anti-net neutrality comment. Wow. And it would be like, they, they had like an open forum, and people were going on and making comments that were right. anti-net. New, uh, get this repealed. And, you know, somebody was reading it and was like, hey, I know this person. And so they asked them, they said, did you make this comment? No. And it turns out, thousands, hundreds of thousands of the comments that were made were not made by the people whose identities they were written under. In fact, a lot of the comments, a good portion of them, were made by people who are no longer living. Yeah. It's dirty, man. 
It's all crooked. But that said, I mean, I wasn't a big of... I would have made with my name. Like, I would have gone to the FCC. Not like, I would have made a comment. They're like, don't do it. Like, I think this is a solution in search of a problem. Like, it's... No, well, okay. Uh, hypothetical problems that could exist here in the future. If if the if the federal government gives ISPs a bunch of money, billions of dollars, right, and tells them to fix the infrastructure on their quote unquote end of line infrastructure, and they take that money and for ten years do nothing with it, hmm. they pocket it. Wouldn't you be pissed if you were the government? In a way, wouldn't you be pissed as a taxpaying individual? Well, I'd be pissed that the money was given in the first place. Not that now that we gave the money, we got to control things more. That's where I get pissed. Is there's always some little, little thing. Well, we'll, we'll kind of mess with this, and it didn't work out. Wait, you're, there were unintended consequences from us trying to fix. No, we got to control it more. That's, I'm all for limited government, but as long as those people are on welfare, let's drug test them and control their lives and check every aspect. That's a great point. I'm, I'm just I. Ooh. We're looking at this from two different sides of the coin here. Yeah. I see fraud. You see... Control. The government wanting not to just control like, as a result of the fraud. And not just the amorphous, like, the government's bad, man. I see other internet companies using the government. I see other players in that space wanting to use the government. I see all sorts of politicians and party players wanting to use that power. And... I don't want, excuse me, pardon me, we're currently on radio, regulated by the FCC. And I'm sorry, but this business is not exactly blowing and going like it used to be. For all sorts of reasons, but I think a major one is the way it's regulated. And I don't want the internet to become that. I don't want the internet to become radio. I don't want the internet to become television. And I think that's what a lot of companies that are currently dominant in the television space and other media spaces want to do to the Internet. That's one branch of it. I think there are also a lot of politicians that want to control it. And here's another thing. Well, number one, it's been a year since net neutrality laws were, or policy from the FCC was removed. Hasn't been perfect, but broadband speeds have gone up. More people have found access. It's expensive. The United States pays more than other places, I believe. Uh, yeah, it's quite a bit more. Yeah. Besides, I mean, Canada is trying to match prices, but yeah. But that there's a lot of reasons why that is. <clears throat> and I don't think necessarily net neutrality would have solved that. Uh, you, I was telling you about Verizon in California off air. Yeah. Verizon throttled fire department's unlimited data during the California wildfire. Mm-hmm. That's a big That's a big no. Right. Yeah. County Fire has experienced throttling by, by its ISP Verizon Santa Clara County Fire Chief Anthony Bowden wrote in a declaration. This throttling has had a significant impact on our ability to provide emergency services. Verizon imposed these limitations despite being informed that throttling was actively impeding County Fire's ability to provide crisis response and essential emergency services. So during the California wildfire, to give the bottom line, Verizon throttled their data service. Their quote-unquote unlimited, unlimited data service. Yeah, right. Well, 
that's a crock, number one. Unlimited. It's not. That's a problem. The idea, though, but I mean, could, somehow could have they? It, no, but under current under net neutrality rules, could it have been that they don't ever get a fast line? They don't act like. Well, shouldn't emergency services be able to pay more to get a higher quality connection? You would think that, right. but they're paying for the highest quality connection, the unlimited data plan, right? And they're throttling the data because they're using so much of it at once. Yeah, responding. Yes. To fires. And, I don't know, that's where I would want to solve that problem in the future. Under the previous net neutrality plan, Hmm. Verizon would not have been allowed to throttle their service. Without, or with impunity. Like, someone could have come in and said, you throttled their service during this, here's a huge fine. Yeah. Now, granted, that huge fine probably would have been a slap on the wrist for Verizon, but that's a mistake. Yeah. A mistake that should not have been made. I say should because I don't think you the, would think for an emergency service. Right. I just I don't think the FCC net neutrality regulations would have prevented that. I, it's a lot easier to make people feel better when you're saying, okay, we can do something about this. I'm going to slap this company with a fine for throttling their services. Right. It's one thing if it's like just the people. Mm-hmm. But these are firefighters fighting fires. Right. And doing whatever else it is they do. Yeah, and it's... Uh, they can't coordinate plans? Cause it should have... No, it shouldn't have never happened. No, it's... it's. But, I mean, when I immediately think of, like, certain entities that need to do certain jobs, like, say, you're fighting fires in California or you're doing, like incredibly advanced I don't know, surgeries that require a constant connection there's a lot of different things I'm, I'm pretty sure the military has their own networks you mean like T1? yeah or I mean that I'm, I'm pretty sure the United States military isn't relying on Verizon for their connections uh, it depends right but I mean for, for like for servers and everything they go through they, yeah. they go through the lowest bidder well Wait, which aspects of the military are going through the lowest bidder? For servers? Hmm. I'm not sure if it's all aspects of the military, but the ones that I know of. I don't, I'm not, my point is, on just the principles of net neutrality, I'm not against tiered service. I think people should be able to pay more for a faster guaranteed lane, so to speak. Have you ever seen someone try and charge more for the government? From the government for more money. Have you ever tried to see them charge more for a service and actually go through with it outside of maybe security services or things that are put under national security? Well, yeah, well, that's a big umbrella, but yes. I was going to say, like, military contractors do it all the time. Yeah, that's... Okay, outside of that. You're going to tell a local municipal firefighter, a chief, and his department, you're going to say... you're going to get throttled unless you pay more. Well, I highly doubt that. That's, that's exactly what you just suggested. That Verizon do. No, but what if it's the other way around saying, I want a fast lane that is always guaranteed. Verizon. And I'm willing to pay more for it. And I know I want my 
this communication that I'm relying on to have higher priority than anything else you're moving right now. So it will not ever get throttled. You think Verizon would do that? Yeah. Especially if you pay for it. I bet you they're they're working on it now. The Verizon and a lot of other companies make some money with that. Especially if it's a niche market with big players willing to pay a lot of money. But with internet protocols, you don't even need to create those tiered fast lanes. Is there an issue in terms of broadband? Is there a scarcity problem in terms of broadband? No, everybody can be running full throttle. Especially once now that we're at IPv6 or whatever. Mm, everybody can run as much as they want. There's no need to manage that traffic. Not as far as I'm aware. I mean, with the LTE network and now whatever this new network is that's coming out. Right. I mean, the only issue you would get would be coverage. Okay. Like, say, in the Appalachia region. Right. Notoriously underserved. I mean, heck, that's why we had the TVA for the longest time. I don't even... They probably got absorbed by somebody. I don't know what the TVA does anymore. Well, and again, I'm not an internet engineer... I'm not into the specifics. It's just the politics of it remind me of past battles that usually played into certain companies and certain interests more so than... There's always advantages to be played. Some people have more of a competitive advantage. It just reminded me of... uh, I don't want to treat the internet companies like the power company especially when there might be options beyond the current way internet is being provided. In, and so if, in a world, if we secure it to where these are now public utilities, they're not going to innovate. And they will be able to knock out competitors. That's, that's in a world where innovation is required. These companies are no longer required. They're not incentivized to innovate. So we should just give up. Hell, their their latest innovation was tiered services. Mm-hmm. Why have everybody run at full throttle? We can clearly do it. No, let's. We're incentivized to make tiered services to charge people more money for faster service. That makes sense from the company's standpoint. From my standpoint, it's just. I mean, it's it's greed. Does it allow them to invest more in their company and what they're doing? They already got billions of dollars from the government, and then they didn't do anything with it. Right. Okay. Well, that's one angle. And that, here's my general theme tonight, what I was reading, is uh, whether it's that argument, which is a little more technical, and I don't think there is, uh, here's the thing, I don't think there's a perfect regulatory way of fixing these problems we're coming up with. I don't think it's a political problem. I agree with you. I don't think the government should... We should treat the internet like a utility. Right. But... The way it's already started, like you saying, they've already been given money. How do you deal with these companies that were given a leg up because they were given money or certain... One I've looked into is uh, right away. or exclusive right away for just basic access to infrastructure and pipes under the ground and... In a given municipality, yeah, that's a problem. I mean, if the municipality wants to complain, well, you gave them monopoly advantage, so deal with it or regulate them. I don't know. That might be one thing. But that this is the one net neutrality is one angle, and also my point is more of a media critique 
I can go through it. CNN said the internet as we know it is done when net neutrality was repealed. Like, uh, like all GQ, uh, all sorts wired, all sorts of places were using this over-the-top hyperbolic language to say that if you remove these new regulations that haven't even been around but for a year or two and go back to the status that a legal regime that existed for most of the internet's history, the internet as we know it is over. It's not. That's true. We're a year out. It is not over. That's 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 a criticism of the media. Yes. You I'm, know, not, you I'm can, not an internet engineer by any the, means. Like, I am a fairly good at, like, I consume a lot of political media. You could light a match and CNN would take a close-up photo of the match and call it a wildfire. Exactly. And that's what, it makes it difficult to have these conversations on in something like net neutrality. But then here's the thing. The last thing I read before the show started tonight is, and I was telling you off air about it, uh, Senator Warner, and they came out with the Senate's investigation. They got two reports back from different entities about Russian influence in 2016. And the Russians, I mean, it's... In a way, it's more revealing, but it's also what I assumed they were doing, in a sense. It gives specifics to what I assumed they were already doing. I said this before I even knew the specifics. The truth that's told with bad intent beats all the lies you can't invent. And the Russians didn't have to do squat. They had to set up a few social media accounts, buy a few political hacks and nobodies... And fun and bond just, networks. Yeah, and just exploit Americans' ignorance and duplicity already. Mm-hmm. The Russians don't have to create squat. They just get to, you know, add a few things to what is already a volatile, idiotic situation. Yeah. They did that. And all these senators and congressmen are now saying, we must protect our democracy. We must protect it. We must protect it. We must protect it against these misinformation campaigns and all this crap. And it is crap. It's propaganda from the Russians trying to sway American policy. Just like the Saudis giving money to probably Trump's inaugural fund and the Clinton Foundation at the same time. Are you talking about emoluments and uh, I don't even know the name of the case against the Clinton Foundation. Well, I mean, there's this whole thing about the Clinton pay to play. Like they were taking in all you can't give money directly to the secretary of state or the president you can give it to their foundation mm-hmm. and you have a little more access let's just say why is bill clinton getting five hundred thousand dollars a million to speak at some bank it's not because he's that gifted at speaking though he's charming it's because it's access and connections and i think that goes on all the time it it goes on but here's the thing i'll admit Yes, Russia spreading misinformation and propaganda to the American people is an issue. Now, how do we solve that problem? And I have a feeling Republicans and Democrats alike are going to say, we need to regulate the Internet more and what people can say Mm -hmm. and what sort of things they can buy people to say. And again, another... The, the price tag for solving another problem that the government has presented is taking more liberty away. As opposed to, hey, American people, as you go online, stop being effing morons. How about the democracy that you get is what you deserve? That if you can't tell the difference between a frickin' Russian bot or some, I don't know. If you're a mark for the Russians, it's your own damn fault, in my opinion. 
if you're a mark for the Saudis or the Chinese, if you have your head up your ass so far that you're going to buy into whatever opinion plays into yours, hook, line, and sinker, then you get the democracy that you deserve. And I'm sorry, this answer, the, the failures of democracy can be solved with more democracy and more control from the governing authorities. No. It's BS, and it sounds like what the Chinese do when they talk about why we don't want to be a democracy like America. Yeah. What about the people that didn't succumb to Russian propaganda? You mean like the 70% of people that didn't vote? Sure. Yeah, because it's really a tiny minority who votes. The majority of people don't waste their time on this farce. And now I would be accused of sounding like a Russian propagandist. You're belittling our democracy. It's been crap for over a century. And the good parts of this country have nothing to do with who gets the most votes. The good parts of this country are the common law tradition and protecting individual liberties. Things like the freedom of speech. And commerce. That's going out the window. Now I'm being a little hyperbolic. A hair. But I can find you plenty of people throughout the annals of U.S. history who thought this whole democracy thing has been a bit of a sham. You would think, if you were in the Senate, you would think that upon reading those reports about Russians influencing the election, you would think the answer would lie in two parts. The statesman part, where you work with the State Department to communicate with other countries that Russia has done this to. That part's a little tricky because we've influenced elections as well. Oh, yeah. But all it takes is one look at Hungary and what the EU is currently doing with Poland because they messed up with Hungary to see how Russian influence has provided a negative impact. So you take the state angle and you sanction them even further. Mm-hmm. Basically, all I'm, this is crazy, but I, I'm suggesting that you force their hand to militarize even further. Force Russia to militarize even further. Yeah, you cripple their economy so much, the only thing they can do is swing their toy guns around. Hmm. And then you take the, introspe- or, yeah, the introspective angle. Why did this happen? Why did people... Why were we so ripe for... A, camp, a propaganda campaign that wasn't really even Russian propaganda. It was just divisive. Yes. It was like if you already... Yeah, we, we we'll, we'll play up. on racial insensitivities. We, we'll play on every aspect of it. Men, women, every potential divide in the country. You would think the answer would then be we screwed up in how we think. Yeah. And how do you think? Education. So we screwed up with how we educate ourselves. We no longer think critically in this country. Not in terms of politics, no. I think they're... Oh, and this is the thing. And this is where I... People say you sound cynical all the time. I've actually said, because I like to play with words, I'm a hopeful cynic. Hopeful and individual people kind of at a basic level of friendship and family and even people that like to tinker and solve things. I've, I'm very much hopeful in man's spirit to solve things, to stand for the truth, to be compassionate. All these things. But I'm incredibly cynical about our politics. I agree. I am am naive in that I would rather have somebody be presented with multiple choices and pick the wrong answer Hmm. than have somebody be 
have a thought be forced down their throat. I would rather someone have the ability to access whatever information they can. And even if they do so, quote unquote, incorrectly, even if it leads them to say Nazism or anti-fascism or communism or whatever. Amen. I don't agree with those things. I don't either. But if that's what it leads them to, I would rather them have that choice than to have no choice at all. Well, and the classic argument for free speech is that when you suppress speech, then the bad ideas never compete with the good. What happens is certain ideas get smuggled as authoritative. And they can either be good or bad, but usually they will end up being corrupted and bad. It's like Jesus yelling at the Pharisees. Like, I mean, it's that old of a story that you stand up as the prim and proper authorities with the right message, but you're not following through on it. Number one, you're hypocrites, number one. And that's, I mean, that is the straight up virtue of American politics. Hypocrisy. Why are we so ripe? I think it's because we hail the Democratic, the little d Democratic, not the Democratic Party, but we hail the Democratic competition for power as what makes us great in this country. And it is not. It is, at best, an interesting, probably better process than, you know, I deem you king, my son. It's better than that. It's better than monarchies or dynasties. It's better than having... You know, some aristocracy that killed people and took land. But it's a nice process for trying to decide political decisions. But we're now confusing that process of how do we decide big political decisions like, should we go to war? There needs to be some way of deciding these things. We've confused that process with our liberty itself. Essentially, we're confusing power with freedom. And it's actually not a unique thing in human history. Most of human history, that is what people consider to be freedom. It's having power. Right. Whereas, and, and you really see that play out on a human level in authoritarian countries. Oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah. more power the authority has, the less free the people are. And, and in a way, they confuse freedom with license. Like, I can kill people and nobody does anything to I, they confuse freedom with impunity like power and impunity and there is a recent it's a fa- only a few hundred years old that freedom was thought of as no the individual person gets to say what they want think as they wish associate with whom they want like freedom is an individual discrete thing that belongs to individual people and that still exists in this country that's the good part of this country And I think if that was emphasized more rather than our battles over power, and especially when the battle over that power means those individual freedoms, those liberties we hold so dear, are now subject to the whim of the majority, the tyranny of the majority, the tyranny of the president or the Congress. And I was reading a great piece by Alan Dershowitz earlier today where he was talking about this sort of getting people to flip tactic that seems apparent in the Mueller investigation. And he said, the problem isn't really Mueller. Dershowitz wrote a beautiful article saying, I'm not, he doesn't necessarily see a crime yet, but he doesn't have access to all the things Mueller has. His point is, and it goes into a larger trend, less than 10% of federal indictments actually end up in trial, a jury trial. They usually end up with some plea. So essentially what you have are federal prosecutors, in this case now a special counsel, 
acting like judge and jury, cutting deals left and right. Yeah. I mean, there was, and that's not just with the special counsel. That's with, that oh. goes all the way to AGs, too. Absolutely. Um, there was, what, in Virginia, there was a captain of a sheriff uh, in a sheriff's department that got caught distributing mm. child pornography. Mm. He pled down to some sort of misdemeanor and now has a 12-month suspended sentence and he doesn't have to register as a sex offender. All he has to do is basically complete a class. And I think it's probably because we incentivized... I don't don't mean we, the people. I mean we, as in the representatives in the government, have incentivized getting results rather than the truth. So if you're an AG and you got a lot of... Even if they're plea deals, you can still chalk them up as like, you know, the good guys won here. That gives them then access to run for a higher power. Well, I do think that some of the blame lies with the people because a lot of these AGs are elected in popular elections. I mean, these Just a lot of these bad laws that have come on the books, like these ridiculous sentencing mandatory minimums, come because people want to be tough on crime. Thank God that's being changed now. But that's a little bit in bad faith, though, saying that because they're popularly elected, it is as a consequence of the people what they do. When you have these huge lobbying oh, right. companies, yes. then again, the Supreme Court considers companies to be people. So why don't we punish them the same way we punish people? <laughs> well, or, or rather, why don't they're we, made up of people? Why don't we punish people the same way we punish companies? I wish we did. I mean, well, and it's it is it is like it's the basic suspicions we all have that the big guys get a different brand of justice than the little guy. Yeah. Whether you're a big company or you're Donald Trump or you're Hillary Clinton. Yep. Because you have more power, you have more money. It goes, it's a classic example. When Bitcoin was rising up, this guy named Charlie Shrim was arrested at the airport, thrown in jail immediately, huge bail, because like $70,000, two steps removed for him, was used to launder money for drugs. $70,000. And he wasn't when, even the one directly involved in it. Was the, this when Bitcoin was super connected to, like, the Silk Road? Yeah. Okay. This is like, but it's real early. It's not like Charlie Shrim was directing the money to be laundered. He just created a technology that allowed these other people to launder mm-hmm. about seventy grand. Yeah. HSBC is found to have laundered, I think, like a billion-something bucks, if not more, for Mexican drug cartels. Do they get thrown in jail? CEO, past CEOs, board of directors? No, they get fined. So essentially, the big gang we call the government says, hey, 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 give us our cut. Yep. This is our territory. This is our turf. They they don't even ask for much of a cut. Yeah, exactly. And it didn't hurt the bank because they're too big to fail, too big to jail. It's just, I'm I'm frustrated tonight, Troy. Not in that way. Yeah. I'm not frustrated in that way at all. I'm frustrated with the uh, more the media, the way we talk current, to one another, and I'm not necessarily helping things tonight. I'm just expressing the frustration. But uh, I agree with you. I've I've said a bunch of things tonight. Yeah, yeah. I've said many words. No, you've said good words. And it's I just I don't have a good feeling right now in terms of the future of the country, in terms of the politics. I don't think things will be better. In terms of the discourse in our politics, I have a feeling the economy will crash big time next year. And if not next year, the next 
Because I think there's been a bubble that's been blown up big. The tech bubble or a different bubble? Oh, a different bubble. Another housing bubble? We, I don't know necessarily where it'll manifest. There's a bubble somewhere. Well, the worst could be it's in all sorts of valuations. It's not just confined to the housing market. Right. It will, it will be a multi-market bubble. Right. Created by cheap, easy money. Anyway, I'm not real hopeful in that sense. The major infrastructure and institutions. But I am looking forward to having a Merry Christmas. It is a lot easier to delve into the silliness than it is to continue to be miserable. Indeed. Caroline's understand? Turn it up! Christmas Jam. Joey Clark. Oh, welcome back. Just in one of those, like Troy can tell you, I'm not just playing it up on air. He's upset. I'm upset. Not for no real, like, personal reason. It's like, damn, I'm surrounded by corruption and hypocrisy and just BS. Piles and piles of BS. Sometimes it gets too much and you got to say something. Yeah, I just wanted to let it out. And it's like all this stuff, I, you know, net neutrality, the Russians and Facebook and Twitter not managing their platforms in a fair way. They're all problems, but like everybody comes up with a solution. I'm like, no, that's just going to make it worse. It's like I'm having a fight with my wife. Should I cheat on her? No, you idiot. What do you, no, that's a horrible idea. That's not a good idea. Oh, then we should have a threesome together. No, don't. That's not going to save. A threesome is not going to save your marriage. If it does, tell me. But it, it is not going to save your marriage. Mm-mm. My goodness, people. Now, one thing, and I'll get off it. Republicans want to do. I think it's like I, it's like the Some Communications Act, and it's Section Two Thirty. And it's essentially a section that says to a place like Backpage, which came under fire, this new fighting against online sex trafficking, which will conflate, you know, actual sex slaves with, you know, grown people who want to use their bodies for money. Let's not have any nuance in sex for money bad. Okay. Thanks, guys. Which people can go on a date for, you know. Because that, that worked so well with drugs. Right. Anyway, but a place like Backpage or a place like Twitter or Facebook or any of these platforms where you lovely, good-looking, well-meaning people talk to one another. They, that current section right now gives those places protection. You're, they're not like a publisher in a newspaper. They're not an editor. Uh, and it even says in the section that if, say, Twitter makes a good-faith effort to curate their platform... They're not, again, they're not, they should not be treated as a publisher. They're not culpable for, say, somebody offers money for sex on a Facebook messenger. The people that run Facebook aren't liable for that transaction, for some, you know, for a street walking cheetah to make a little dough. Zuckerberg has nothing to do with it. No. They want to change that. And start treating these companies like publishers, so that anything that might be illegal going on there with, with their platforms is uh, they might be on the hook now. 
the companies. Okay, that's just great. This is punishment. It's punishment for something that's already happened. Right. Oh, it's bad. Well, you've provided the tools for people to do bad things. It's like, yeah, it's those people who did bad things' fault. Not the company. You use the printing press to create smut nudie photos. Yeah. It would have been funny if Zuckerberg wasn't such a sociopathic robot. (laughs) If he would have brought the bills from foundations representing many of the senators that ran their stuff on Facebook. He'd have been like, you seem upset now. But when you paid Facebook $35,000 for priority advertising... um, you weren't upset then. You you handed that money. I had, this is your signature on the check, right? Mm-hmm. Actually, I didn't cash this one. I, I keep it in a frame for all the politicians, just for the shiggles, yeah, <laughs> or the crap and giggles, folks. But then I saw another story today, and this is off my high mighty soapbox, and it's really stuff that just makes me laugh. Uh, you know, some people might get all triggered about this story I'm about to put out there. I just think it's funny because it's, you know, people trying to test their own boundaries, their individual identity, these sort of things. I don't necessarily agree with it. I find it a little bizarre, but it's not a big deal. No law needs to be passed. Nobody needs to really be all that upset. But have you seen this thing going on with Miss Spain? She's playing. She's in the she I think she already lost in the Miss Universe pageant. Miss Spain. No. Miss Spain uh, put out a quote that I believe said, having a vagina does not make one a woman. Or not having a vagina does not make one not a woman. Something like that. Anyway, Miss Spain used to be a dude. Okay. Transgender. First transgender woman participating in the Miss Universe pageant. Now, I believe she already lost. It's got to be difficult. It's got to be tough. It's like, why did she lose? Well, it's... She didn't have feminine bone structure. Right. Prominent Adam's apple. I, I don't know. I've never seen... Did she have feminine No, bone I think structure? I did a quick look. Uh, she pretty? Yeah, it was, it was a quick glance. Miss Spain's like, oh, it's a beauty pageant. Oh, okay. Woman. Yeah, yeah. But then if you... as I No, but if you look, you're like, oh. Yeah, kind of like it's a dude who was real tall and lanky who right. transitioned. No, passing, but like, but when I see a quote like, having a vagina does not make you a woman, I'm like, it kind of, kind of, I mean, not always. There's sometimes some downstairs mix-ups, <laughs> but like, kind of does. Kind of doesn't mean you have to be a particular type of woman. When doesn't I, really mean that. When I hear something like that, I I realize <laughs> like I have to ask myself: Would there be comedy and being intentionally obtuse? Oh yeah. And there's comedy there, and then it's like, but they're clearly not talking. They're talking about what like the sociological concept of gender rather oh, than right. the scientific <laughs> right. concept of XX and XY. So, between me and you, I would also be obtuse. I would say something like, looks like he's still obtuse. (laughs) Doesn't matter. Regardless. (laughs) But if I were having a conversation with that person, I would 
Yeah. I feel like it would be a, a decent thing to just be like, yes, ma'am. Yeah, no. Like, that's exactly how I feel. If Miss Spain wants to be Miss Spain, I, all right, I guess. But if you actually press me on, like, what makes a woman a woman and a man a man, I'm like, I mean, unless you're getting real technical XX, XY, that sort of thing, it's like it usually goes to somebody's got a P and somebody's got a V. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a whole panoply of people, like, say, men. There's Brock Lesnar. He's a man. Mm-hmm. There's... Who's that Who's that guy that just interviewed Tucker? You, you played it a little bit of the show last week. He's like the opposite of Brock Lesnar. Oh, Ben Shapiro. Yeah. You've got Brock Lesnar and you've got Ben Shapiro. You've got little Ben Shapiro <laughs> over here. They're both men. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, there's a lot of different types of dudes out there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different types of women. There's Fred, another wrestling reference, Ronda Rousey. She could whoop my ass, and I kind of like it. But Ronda Rousey is not the full extent of all women. And there are even people today, it's like, oh, I don't like watching those women fight. Well, I'm here to tell you, folks, I just watched Charlotte Flair. Woo! Asuka, the Empress of Tomorrow. And Becky Lynch, the man. She's calling, yeah, I am the man. She's the man now. She's calling herself the man. I like it. I dig it. Okay. They just had a triple threat, if you will, a three-way tables, ladders, and chairs match last night. Really? And it was epic. So I don't want to watch women fight. Go watch that. If you Maybe you just don't like fighting. But if you're just hung up on the ladies aren't supposed to wrestle or fight, go watch that match. Awesome. It was epic, over-the-top drama. Like, I wouldn't want to take some of those bumps, as they call it. My God. There's one where Becky's, like, on a 15-foot, 20-foot ladder. Charlotte's laying on the announcer table. Becky jumps off. I think she misses it a little bit because her backside nails Charlotte in the side. Enough where they had to edit it. Charlotte yelled, oh, F! Like, and you can see they muted it, but you can see her mouth. Like, it hurt. They're yeah. beating each other with kendo sticks. There's, there's all just sort of drama. It's great. But my point is, women can do that. Or they can, you know, do something else. Maybe be a programmer at Google or something. Well, no, that's, I guess, frowned upon there. I, I don't know. It depends on whether or not they actually work for Google. There's a big <laughs> article over the weekend that says that Google hires out a lot of people for contract work. And they're not allowed to say they work at Google, even though they work in the building and they get different colored badges. That's and, weird. And they're not able to access Google's like lunchroom or their workout facilities or what have you. Yeah. Which I just thought was interesting. I just, I'm, I, here's my something I I realize from time to time. Most of my frustration is not with, like, all these controversial topics, like the culture wars and the, so to speak, or, like, all the different things that go on and interesting conversations we have over what it's like to be a good person or a good human being, whatever. It's more like how people uh, enforce their ideas. Yeah. Like it's, well, I'm all for talking about things. And you could try to persuade me. I'll try to persuade you. Yeah. But there are a lot of people that don't even want to go that far. They want to go, no, this is the right way. And I'm going to be, come hell or high water, ready to force you into my opinion. 
Mm-hmm. That's where I I start getting pissed off. I don't like being forced to do things. Nope. Even if it's for my own good. I like to be wrong occasionally. Let me be free to be wrong. Yep. So if I'm questioned that like okay you you have a you have a p not a v you're probably a dude but you look like a beautiful woman and you're probably not going to be miss universe that that sent that was there was that sentence went places i'm just saying when you've got a panel full of women judging you that but that went places you were it started out as like maybe you were gonna just deny this person's right to choose yeah. whether they were man or woman, mm-hmm. and then you went up and you went hopeful with it. Yes, you might have a P, but you are a woman, and then don't expect to be re- rewarded then you, for then it. You though. Just slammed it right down. Yeah, still not gonna be Miss Universe. No, wow, this is the thing. That was great. Like you that was don't. A great sentence. You are free to be whomever you want to be, and. But don't expect other people to accept it. Mm-hmm. I can understand perhaps getting frustrated if this person wanted to try and pass as female. Mm-hmm. And getting frustrated at everybody being like, what's up, dude? Yeah, well, you know? yeah. I guess, what is it? Uh, uh, calling them by incorrect pronouns? Right. Right. Misgendering or uh, yeah. somebody? Yeah. yeah. I, I can see where there would be frustration. Sure. But I think... If if I were to choose something like that, I think I would be much more happy being able to quote unquote be myself than be more frustrated by being misgendered. Yeah, like I I, it, the the freedom that would come with me being like I'm a woman, I feel like a woman inside. Would God, that sounds weird. That I, is, you know what I mean. I do. The the freedom that comes out of being that and living the life that you want to live. Is much better than dealing with the fr- than that is than having the frustration of being misgendered. 